welcome to the Redeemer Coast podcast. Our prayer is that this message will inspire hope, build your faith, and encourage you with God's purposes for your life. And of course, uh, this is after the resurrection, and just as Jesus is ascending, he's had 40 days after the resurrection with the disciples, and he's ascending into heaven. Uh, From verse 16, the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some were doubtful. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of that age. End of the age. And I want to, uh, today we just talk for a little while on what it means to have authority and the authority that's been granted to us for the Great Commission. Thinking of the troops that went over, um, they went over, they were commissioned, uh, they get trained, like the disciples get trained, and then they get commissioned and it's the authority of the Australian government and the Australian people behind them which supports them. Now in spiritual things like the Great Commission, getting out there and reaching uh, our city, our town, our nation, our suburbs, our house, our family. It's a little bit uh, distant, a bit hard for us, I find it for me, to think, well, what does authority mean in that situation? Why is it that Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, go ye therefore? So it's, it's, just, it's hard to think. I mean, we can think of it in a natural realm, so we're going to spend a little, few minutes just talking about authority. Um, in the natural realm and just pull some things out of it. And then we're going to have a look at what Jesus would have actually meant, what he meant fully when he said that, and what his disciples would have known he was saying. But for us, authority is a funny thing because authority is an intangible. Uh, You know probably there's two words for power in the New Testament. There's one sort of power which means delegated authority, uh, exousius, I think, and the other one is dunamis. And it's interesting that Jesus said, I'm, going to, I'm giving you delegated authority to go on the mission that I've been doing. And then he said, but, but just wait for it, for the dunamis, the power of the Holy Spirit. So they treated it quite differently. And, and any real delegated authority, in the end, has to be backed up by an actual power. We were... Um, running a little bit late to, to hang out on Wednesday night. We would have probably would have arrived just on time, I'd like to say. <laughs> but uh, we got caught in the traffic coming. Uh, we live at Aruna, so coming up that road to get onto the highway, just where it sort of merges into Steve Irwin Way there. And for some reason, the traffic lights were down. And because nowadays we've become so um, 
nanny stated or whatever. Like it used to be when there was traffic lights down, you just go up to the traffic light and all the normal road rules apply. You know, like we got here first, you go, and you'd look at each other and make. We can't do that anymore, can we? <laughs> we can't. We just we can't do that. We've got to be told what to do. So there was this lady, and I don't envy her. Uh, there was a lady in the middle of the road, and she had a police uniform on and a vest, high vid vest, and she had this red light. And the traffic was backed up. We were about the third or fourth. We just must have missed uh, that thing that would have got us to hang out on time, I'd like to say. But <laughs> the traffic ended up being backed up right up over the bridge, you know. And she's standing there uh, right in the middle of the road, mind you, and she's got this red light. She's going, you know, and there's semi-trailers and big buses, and they're all stopped, and, and she sees the bus, and she, the bus driver yells out the window, I guess he was on a time, so she lets the bus go and then stops us all. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, there's no cars coming the other way. There wasn't any cars coming the other way. And we're all sitting there, you know how in situations like this you get very expert at what it means to do traffic control. You know, I said, well really, seriously, there's no cars. Why don't you just let us through? You know, and we said, so there was Linda and Lisa and myself in the car, and we became, you know, the, the number one critics of t- traffic direction, you know. But, you know what, it only briefly occurred to me to go anyway. It just briefly occurred to me, maybe if I just go. <laughs> I think Elise said, why don't you just go? And, oh, no, that's not wise. Because she's standing there, she's, she was, I don't know, a lovely lady, I guess. And that red light was telling us all what to do. There was hundreds of us. How many horsepower was there on that little red light? Because she had what we call delegated authority. And so we all did as we were told. We just did it. We just, I don't know, we're just sitting there in the car. It's 10 minutes. We're sitting there and just doing as we're told. Because she had the authority by that little badge. I find it interesting because she really herself didn't have any authority, you know, like she just, I don't know what her name was. I don't even know what her name is. But that badge did. And uh, because there's a government behind that badge, there's laws behind that badge, and if need be, there's actually dunamis behind that bag that eventually they will come and they will get you. (laughs) I mean, they will get you, you know. And if you've ever tested it, you know it happens. And it got me thinking that I wonder if she was having a bad day. I wonder, does that change her authority? I was wondering if she was scared. Does that change it? I'd never know. I wonder if she really didn't. I wonder if that was the first time, you know, that, that, uh, um, that police officer in Melbourne who ended up killing the, um, the guy who was stabbing people, who was three months out of, out of training. And, uh, and, his, and the guy was ignoring the exousius power, all right? And so the dunamis power got him. But I wonder, did he feel like it? I wonder if it even matters. And to be frank, it doesn't matter whether this lady police officer holding up 200 cars. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether she felt like it. That didn't change the fact that she had authority. And she had a commission to do. And she had a job to do. And it didn't change it one bit. And it didn't change the dunamis power that was behind it. And whether she felt it or didn't feel it, she still had it. 
And part of the problem we have with the authority of God and the authority of the believer is that we think if we don't feel like it, we haven't got it. We know in the natural things if we've been given. Boy, do we know. If you go to work and you're the boss and you're not feeling like being there, they know about it, all right? But in spiritual things, we do think if we don't feel like it, we don't, we don't have it. And then it got me thinking, well, the only thing really that could stop her exercising her authority in that situation was her not turning up and not stepping out and not doing it. Because as soon as she put that badge on and stepped into that intersection and waved that, then the authority kicked in. Before then, it didn't matter whether she had authority or not, did it? Because it wasn't being used. I like what Eugene Peterson, who just passed away last week or, or the week before, he wrote my translation of the Bible, the Peterson translation. And um, he said... Uh, he said, you know, Christians actually need to stop worrying so much about what the will of God is and do it. Because nine times out of ten, it's right in front of us. It's right in front of us. And so the exercise of that authority only occurred because she stepped in and did it. She believed she had the authority, she stepped in and she did it. Years ago, I was in Nigeria and I was... Uh, just visiting with uh, Archbishop Benson Idahosa, who's since been home, gone home to be with the Lord. He was raised up under T.L. Osborne, if that means anything to you. If it doesn't, then that and a dollar will buy you Coke. All right, so anyway, so T.L. Osborne it was a, 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 had a great ministry, healing ministry. So Archbishop Idahosa, so when I went to visit him, they, uh, we stayed at, in Benin City on his campus in Benin City. And uh, he had, in, just in that city, 50 churches he'd started. Now, Benin City was the center of witchcraft in that part of, of Nigeria. And I can remember just for, walk, walking around the campus and then just, there's the fence line there, and just on the other side of the line, there'd be all these witchcraft covens where they're, they're, they're uh, making animal sacrifices, and I'm led to believe there's still human sacrifices being made just there in the neighborhood. And some, some of the uh, African, uh, sorry, black American missionaries that were there uh, were telling me how, uh, how real witchcraft was uh, as an experience to um, the locals. And they, they were running a Christian school and they said they were going on one excursion, walking across a bridge. And we went to that bridge who had a swim in this crystal water that was flowing underneath. You just thought it was that deep and it was literally 9, 12 feet deep. We'd jump in off it. And they said they were taking these kids and there were kids in their class that had been cursed by witches and she, they said in front of our eyes they, they lifted up and they flew out and they f plunged into the water. Now, Itahosa growing up in that thing, he had lost all fear of the devil. Because here's someone that had learned uh, the authority he had in his believer. And, and he would come to minister here in Australia and he'd been amazed at the fear that a lot of Australians, there was a lot of talk back in those days about the devil this and the devil that and people finding, remember? Remember those days, guys? They'll come again. If anything's being said, everything seems to hang around the church long enough, things just go around in circles, true? And I come again, they'll find them, we'll find them under rocks and all sorts of places. And he'd say, he said, you people amaze me. I've just got to get my Nigerian accent. If I don't, it reverts to Indian, so just bear with me. He said, show me the devil. I'll take him home. Is that Indian? Anyway, I'll put him in my bag and take him home. Uh, one time he was going to hold, uh, trying to hold a crusade in, in one of the northern capitals, which is largely Muslim, 
and they weren't, they weren't letting him hiring, hire any facilities. And so he actually got to uh, walk with the mayor from one place to another. And there was construction going on the side of the road and uh, someone fell from third or fourth storey down in front of them dead. And Idahosa picked him up and commanded him back to life in the name of Jesus. And the guy came back to life and they got their venue. And <laughs> those sort of stories, I mean, we heal them, I believe them, and you hear stories of Smith Wigglesworth. But for us, they're just so abstract out there, aren't they? So it's good to look and see, well, what, what did the disciples understand about, about authority and the authority they had? So if you've got your Bibles with me, just turn, would you, to Matthew chapter 9. You know, thinking back about that police lady, she's there directing traffic. But what happened if she'd say, if she said to, uh, she got out and she said, now, you in that car, I want you to swap with the person in that car, and that car's now yours, and, and that car's now yours. <laughs> well, it would just, well, it would just depend what the other car was, how you'd respond, you know what I mean? I said, the Mustang or something like that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm in. I said, you got. But, you know, she got no authority to do that. And what would we have done? We would have just looked at her and go, uh-huh, wouldn't we? So delegated authority not only, only applies if you put it into action, but it only applies too for the purpose in which it's given. Amen? So we see here uh, in, in Matthew chapter uh, 9, verse 1 to 8, Getting out of the boat, Jesus crossed over the sea and came to his own city, and they brought to him a paralytic lying in a bed. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralytic, Take courage, your son, take courage, son, your sins are forgiven. And some of the scribes said to themselves, This fellow blasphemes. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why are you thinking evil in your hearts? Which is easy to say, Your sins are forgiven, or get up and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority, the Son of Man has authority. The Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, get up, pick up your bed and go home. So that you will know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins on the earth. He said to the paralytic, get up, take your bed and go home. And he got up and he went home. And when the crowd saw this, they were all struck. All struck. All they thought, this is marvelous. This is marvelous. It would have been marvelous. Was, this is marvelous. I've never seen that before. Don't know if I've ever seen it again. They were all struck. And they glorified God, who had given such authority to men. He had given such authority to men. And this is it demonstrated. And instead of sitting there with a red light going, what did Jesus do? He said, get up and walk. They understood authority, I think, a lot better than us. You know, when Jesus was uh, before um, Pontius Pilate, one of the questions that people had is, you know, why did Pontius Pilate uh, back down for the Jews? Because Pontius Pilate was, uh, you know, because uh, he, was, he didn't want to, uh, execute Jesus and so historians have actually wondered why did he back down because he wasn't known for backing down I mean Pontius Pilate earlier he'd gone into Samaria and killed all these people at one stage he'd taken Roman soldiers with their shields up into the temple which caused a riot because the shields had the image of the Roman emperor on it 
um, which was, you know, make no craven image against that law, caused a riot. Then all of a sudden, at this time, he backed down. And what historians had found, you know, they're wondering, well, why did he back down? Because he just exercised authority, bang, in Jerusalem, in Israel, bang, bang, bang. What they found is that his sponsor in Rome was the head of the Roman guard. And um, Caesar's son had tried to uh, kill Caesar so that he could then become emperor. And the head of the Roman guard had, they believe, sponsored Caesar's son or encouraged this assassination attempt. So the head of the Roman guard just before, maybe a year before, six months before Christ was... Uh, was put in, uh, uh, was on the trial, uh, the head of the Roman god in Rome had had to flee and step aside. I'm not sure, he may have been killed, I can't remember, I did read the history once. So all of a sudden, Pilate was, his authority was weakened. Because your authority is only as, as good as the person who's issuing that authority. And in a few minutes, we're going to look and see what Jesus meant when he said all authority. Uh, but Pilate all of a sudden was weakened, and so uh, when the Jews challenged him, he backed down and, and he crucified Christ. It is interesting, isn't it, how God works in history? Because he may not have been, he probably wouldn't have crucified Christ if a few months earlier there hadn't been this attempt on Caesar's life. And what we have to understand, what's hard for us to understand, guys, is that we're here, we're natural, we look in the flesh, we look at people around us, but, you know, over it all, or behind it all, or under it all, wherever the spirit realm is, there's big things happening. And there's things happening with regards to kingdoms and powers and authorities. And here's us, and we have a commission. And Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me. Go ye therefore. And then uh, in the chapter just before uh, chapter 9, there's the story of the centurion. Now in Matthew yeah, there's, a, there's a different, I think it's Matthew and Luke have two different versions. And if you look at them and you don't understand really hermeneutics. Can you ever say hermeneutics? If you don't understand hermeneutics, you'll notice that there's some differences there. And you might think, well, this is, you know, this is a bit worrying. You know, I used to find differences in the scripture. And of course, but since I've studied hermeneutics bit more understanding but in 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 the Matthew's version it, it says that that the centurion came to Jesus and said my servant is is sick come to my house and and heal him and then uh, Jesus no it will just say the word and heal him and Jesus started to come to his house and then the centurion according to Matthew the centurion said there's no need for you to come he said I am a man who is under authority and I have authority and I say to my my servants go and they go I say come and they come and Jesus marveled at his faith he said I've not seen faith like this it's interesting that there's faith in the authority that he had he believed that Rome was backing him and if he said do this they would have to do it or the dunamis power would go in and he said that and he, he knew it would happen and he said I've never seen such faith in all of Israel and at that time his servant was made well well if you flip over to the other gospels we get a slightly different version of it Matthew will often condense things you see he had written 28 chapters and the scrolls were only this big and so he had to cut little things out of it uh, just to sort of in some things condense it uh, in the other uh, versions of this event it says that 
the Jewish leaders came to Jesus. All right? There's a centurion that had a sick servant, and the Jewish leaders came to Jesus and said, My servant's sick. Speak the word, you'll get well. Now, and then Jesus started to come towards it, and the centurion heard that Jesus was coming, so he sent his own servants out to Jesus and said, don't come any further, there's no need to come, just say the word, I'm a man under authority, and, 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 and then I, I have people under me, I just say the word, and it happens, and Jesus spoke the word, and he said to them, I've never seen such great faith in all of Israel. But the thing is, is that at that time, as far as they were concerned, if someone went on your behalf, it was them speaking. So for the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew to write in the Gospel, it they all knew, you know, actually Mark and uh, Mark was probably written beforehand. They knew the story. And for them, for the, his friends to say it, if it was commissioned, it was exactly the same as the centurion say it. And, and then for uh, his servants to go and say it, it was just exactly the same as if the centurion had said it. And guys, we haven't begun to touch on this because... Because that means when we speak God's word in a situation, as far as the enemy is concerned, that's God speaking. Because Jesus said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go ye therefore. And you know when there's a therefore, we want to find out what it's there for. Now, we'll just pull back a bit and we'll see what Jesus actually meant by this. Because you remember last week we... We looked at the parable of, or the story of the, um, of the ruler who went to a foreign land to get a commission. And uh, it, it, says in, um, it says in Luke that because they were going up into Jerusalem and because the disciples had, deter- had believed that, the kingdom was going, that Jesus was going to bring the kingdom of God to place now in Jerusalem, Jesus told them this story. And, and he said, a ruler was about to go to a foreign land to get a commission to come back and rule fully this land. And so he gave talents to his, his, uh, to, to, he gave talents to his servants and they were to go about and execute the work of the ruler. So he's talking about there about delegated authority. And then you remember in, and then in the Gospel of John... No, Gospel of Mark 14, where Jesus is before the Pharisees and he's being, he's being uh, uh, judged. Uh, they're trying to find a reason to execute him. And they asked him if he was the Christ. And he said, yes. He said, and then he said this, And you shall see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of great glory. And the Pharisees rent their clothes because they knew when it says the Son of Man, it's referring to actually God, the Christ, appearing on earth. And then remember we talked about the Great, uh, the great Commission in, in Acts, where Jesus is, is, is ascending, he's given them the commission, and he's sending up in, the Bible says, in clouds of glory. And the disciples are standing there looking. And I think maybe... I know what they were looking for. Because they'd be aware of this verse in Daniel, where it says, you shall see the Son of Man coming in great glory. 
And then the angels came and stood either side of them, you know, and they said, what are you doing, guys? Why are you looking up there? You've got work to do. We've got work to do now. And they said to him, there will come a time, they said, when you shall see him return in clouds of glory. But until now, we have to bring the kingdom to pass. And they headed to Jerusalem. Well, all those things were a direct reference to Daniel chapter 7. Do you want to turn to Daniel chapter 7? And uh, Christine read that so well. And so we'll get some idea. I mean, when you see, when you see Peter and John uh, after, the, after the Holy Spirit fell, and Peter and John, you know, they were so afraid beforehand, but they're going to the temple to pray, and there's a blind person there. And they, they look at each other, and they look at him, and they said, we don't have any money on us. I mean, they had money because people were pouring in money into the, into the, uh, into the uh, bank on behalf of them but they didn't have any money on us they said they said we we don't have any money on us but what we have we're going to give to you and what they had was they had authority in the name of Jesus because they had heard Jesus said all authority is given to me in uh, and go ye therefore and so they, they may not have felt like it they may, have, they may have had sand in their sandals. You know, you get your sand in your flip-flops. Between. They may have been all these reasons, they might, but they still had it. And they still had that authority, and they exercised it by saying it. You know, they may have had a headache. I don't know. Lay your hands on your head, take a Panadol, praise the Lord. You know, there might have been a thousand reasons not to, but they knew they had this authority. Because they had seen Jesus risen, they'd heard the angels, and they knew this from Daniel chapter 7 because they've been raised on it and this is what Jesus was referring to and this is uh, we won't read the whole thing because it's you know the different beasts and one looks like a lion it's got a head like a leopard it's got feathers and all those sorts of things and I don't understand all those things but I can read this I kept looking up so this is verse 9 until the thrones were set up and the ancient of days took his seat Ancient of Days is God the Father. The Ancient of Days took his seat, and his vesture was white like snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool, and his throne was ablaze with flames, and wheels, its wheels were a burning fire, and a river of fire was coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands were attending him, and myriads upon myriads were standing before him, and the court sat, and the books were opened. Now, I don't know uh, whether this was, this was a vision. I don't know whether it really looks like that in heaven. God's got to communicate us to us somehow a way that w- we understand it. You understand? And so this is the way Daniel understood it. Verse 11, I kept looking because of the boastful words which the horn was speaking. And I kept looking until the beast was slain. Its body was destroyed and was given to the burning fire. And as for the rest of the beasts, their dominion, their authority, their power was taken away. But an extension of life was granted to them. And folks, we live in an age where, where all authority in heaven and earth has been won by Christ and has been given to him. But Satan is still a liar. It says that he's a roaring lion looking to who he can devour uh, 
by his lies. And if he can get us to believe that we don't have this authority, this authority that we're looking at now, where Jesus said, go ye therefore in all the world, because I have authority. All authority has been given to me. If he can get us to believe it or not really care about it or not know how to apply it, well, that, that's the same thing as if we don't have it. If that police lady actually hadn't stepped out and acted like she had authority, nothing would have happened. I kept looking in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven, one like a son of man. That's Jesus. Hallelujah. And he said, he said to them, so that you know that the son of man. Now, the son of man, he's there. He's called the son of man because he's there on our behalf. One like the son of man was coming, and he came up to the ancient of days and was, prevented, was presented before him. And he was given dominion, glory, and a kingdom that all peoples and all nations and every tongue might serve him and his dominion is an everlasting dominion which will not pass away. His kingdom is one which will not be destroyed. Now we live in that age now where this authority that's talking about here has been given to Jesus and delegated to us for the purposes for which he has given them to us. And if you look down, you'll see uh, in verse 18, the saints, the highest ones, will receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever for all ages to come. Verse 22, and the ancient of days came and judgment was passed in favor of the saints of the highest one. The time had arrived for the saints to take possession of the kingdom of God. Guys, the time has arrived for us to take possession of the kingdom of God in our lives and possession of the kingdom of God in our families' lives. The possession of the kingdom of God in our neighborhood and in our city. When we say that the coast is his, we're just getting it back. That's no idle statement. The coast is Jesus's. Paid, bought, signed and sealed. It's his. And he says all authority it's given unto him. Go ye therefore. I stood one day in a little, and we'll finish soon. I stood one day in a, in, a, in a prison in Africa, and I was 21 years old. I didn't know what I was doing. And, I did, and you know, there's so much demonic activity. I was, I was quaking in my boots. And they asked me to come and share in this prison. So they took us into a courtyard. It was about this big, and there was four stories up of prison bars and, and all these African prisoners in there for all sorts of things were looking through the window. And I was quaking in my boots, so I really was. What was I doing there, you know? And I just shared the gospel, spoke how God loves them. He's forgiven them. It doesn't matter what they've done, he knew they would have done it. And that's simple gospel, that simple gospel, the simple truth what Jesus had done for me and could do for them. And within 10 minutes, there was 30, 40, 50, probably 80 of them reaching out for Bibles and wanting to hear more about Jesus. And, and there I was. I didn't feel like I had authority there. I didn't. I, it was hot. You know, I was sweaty. It was dripping. And... And yet, Jesus said, all authority has been given to me. Go ye therefore. And we have this great commission. Think of those soldiers that went over for a commission. One of those soldiers, one of the, one, the ones who's, the one who's um, 
I think the one who had uh, led 11 to 100, when he died in the 1969 or something, he gave his VC to his uh, school that he went to. And 15 years later, the school tried to sell it to raise money. And, and this is, you see, they, they felt they had this commission and it was wonderful. But we have the Great Commission. There, there's people who, who need to hear about Jesus. And they're beautiful. They're beautiful people. Those black faces hanging, I can see them now. And they're beautiful. They're valued. God loves them. And, you know, the thing is, guys, I said it. And I said it again. We'll finish on this. You know, it, we can believe God. It's not hard to believe in a big God. But the truth of the matter is, God believes in us. He believes in us. And the authority that Jesus won was given over to the saints so that they could possess the kingdom. And I'm fed up with the lies of the devil. Jesus said, He's come to, the, the, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you might have life. I'm fed up with sickness. I'm fed up with poverty. I'm fed up with, fed up with shame. I'm fed up with guilt. I'm fed up with the lies that you're not beautiful, that you're not worth anything. You are beautiful. You're worth everything. And you were worth it before he died for you and when he knew what you were like and he still believes in us. And he believes in us. And we have this great commission. Jesus said, oh, can you imagine what happened between the grave and the resurrection? And we read about it in Daniel. And Jesus getting up and he's saying, all authority on heaven and earth is with me. Go ye therefore. Thank you for listening. We trust that you've been encouraged by the message.